Welcome to the Align with Spirit podcast. The Align with Spirit podcast is a program that takes a look at life through the lens of metaphysical occult, new thought, comparative religion, and new age philosophy. Each week, a new topic is reviewed and explored. Topics range from practical self-help advice and holistic self-healing to the paranormal, supernatural, and the mystical in nature. Our host is John Culbertson. He is an ordained metaphysical minister and certified metaphysical mind practitioner. He is also a Reiki master, shamanic practitioner, a Wiccan priest, a tarot card reader, and an astrologer. Before being ordained as a metaphysical minister, he had previously been ordained as an evangelical Christian minister. He is also a lifelong student of psychology and counseling, having degrees in both the psychology of human behavior and spiritual counseling. Now it's time to quiet our mind and open our soul as we align with spirit. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Align with Spirit podcast. Today's topic, what are metaphysical laws? While not a law from a traditional scientific perspective, people in the New Age, New Thought, and metaphysical fields call metaphysical law any spiritual truth that when applied to one's life can result in a demonstration of success and happiness. These are sometimes known not just as metaphysical laws, but spiritual laws. Truthfully, there is only one real metaphysical law, but we as human beings, we tend to always have a way of making things more complicated than they need to be. We also like to expand on things. Today, I'm going to look at some various metaphysical laws and provide a very brief description of what they are. And while we won't be covering all the laws that are believed to be out there, a good portion of them will be at least looked over, glanced at, we'll get some knowledge of them. The Law of One This law states that there is only one mind in the universe. That one mind is the creative principle of each individual mind. That one mind always has been, still is, and always will be. That one mind is all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere present, including present within each of us individually. Thus, even in individuality, there is still oneness. When people are able to recognize the one mind and call it God, it brings a demonstration of success. Now, please note that the word God here can be exchanged for any name that one uses for the higher power. For example, the universe, cosmic consciousness, Christ consciousness, the great goddess, etc., etc., etc. The law of universal plenty. All good and only good is contained within that one mind. When this one mind is seen and declared to be the source of supply by an individual, it sets into motion psychic energy within that one mind to provide. The law of cause and effect. This is sometimes called the law of attraction. And this law basically states that every thought in the human mind is a cause which sets into motion psychic energy within the universal mind of God. That results in a physical effect that becomes part of the visibly seen world. The law of karma. 
The law of karma builds off the law of cause and effect. The law of karma states that as you think and are correspondingly act, such thoughts or actions travel from your personal mind into the universal mind. If those thoughts or acts are good or positive, they set up a psychic chain reaction that will eventually return to you good in your life. If, however, those thoughts are harmful or negative, the law operates the same way, returning that harmfulness or negativity to you. The fruition of karma from this, from this perspective usually occurs in the same lifetime. However, in some cases, it is believed that it flows over from one life to another. This idea attributes to the belief in reincarnation also. The Law of Permanence and Non-Permanence There is only one thing in the entire universe that is permanent. That is the universal mind of God. All other things, human life included, is temporary. This also means that no matter what problem occurs, it is only temporary. To overcome a temporary problem, one must raise their consciousness above the level of any negative or harmful condition in the mind, thereby outgrowing the problem. The Law of Love Sometimes called the Golden Rule The basis of this law is that how you treat another is in truth how you treat yourself. In absolute reality, there is only one mind and one life. If you do good to another, then by the law of karma, that good will return to you. The law of love then takes us further and says that what you do to another, you also in reality are only doing to yourself. That means that if you harm another in reality, you're only harming yourself. If you speak badly of another, in reality you're speaking badly of yourself. It's important to understand that with both the law of karma and the law of love, what is returned to us may not necessarily come from the original source in which the negativity or harmfulness was sent to. The golden rule or the law of love does underline a reality, though, and that reality is that reward and difficulties, as the case may be, they always come back to us in some form. The law of circulation. This important law deals with prosperity. As with the law of love, it states that whatever you give to another person, in truth, you are giving to an extension of yourself. Each time you give, you are really giving to yourself. And this is true regardless if we're talking about money, objects, emotional support, etc. The more you give, the more that is eventually returned to you. That is, provided you are fully conscious and believe that you deserve to receive from the universe. Many people subconsciously or unconsciously don't think they deserve to receive. They're ridden with guilt, and some people even feel that they deserve to be punished. And so they don't get the things that they should be getting. They don't have the life that they should be having. You know, this law essentially states that we have to be in a position where we truly and fully believe that we deserve and we have to give in that spirit of knowing that what we give is going to come back to us. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. One other interesting thing about the law of circulation is that it states that you cannot save money. 
The only way that you can really save money is if you have a specific purpose that the money is being saved for. But if you're hoarding money without no direct purpose, without no concrete conscious purpose, then you're going to be blocking up the flow of money into your life. Money must circulate for energy to stay in motion. Money must circulate for prosperity to stay in motion. The law of averages. This is one of my favorite laws. It's also one of the most important laws to really grasp and understand. So the human ego, though important in a certain sense, can also be the undoing for many. The law of averages deals with what is termed group mind or race mind. This group mind creates certain conditions in the lives of all people unless people purposefully elevate their consciousness above the group mind. And what that really means is that if you don't choose your thoughts, someone else is going to end up choosing them for you. This then loops back into the law of cause and effect, karma, and so forth. There are many aspects of life that are strongly influenced by group mind. For example, how long a person will live, that's influenced by the group mind. How much a person should eat, that's influenced by the group mind. How much sleep a person needs, also influenced by the group mind. How much happiness a person is allowed to have, influenced by the group mind. How much grief a person should experience when they've lost someone, group mind. What job you should do, that can also be a group mind thing. Whom you should or shouldn't love, again, group mind. Other people have an idea about what's best for you. And when many of those other people agree, then they are creating an energy, and that energy is the law of average. And so if you don't purposefully direct your mind to be different, you're going to consciously and many times unconsciously put what they're thinking for you into action. And that then is going to create the life that they want for you, not necessarily the life you want for yourself. And the thing is, is that all people are subject to the law of averages until they purposefully free themselves from it by learning to focus on and choosing their own thoughts. So even though this law can't be denied, it can't be erased, everyone can learn to lift their consciousness above it. Here's one many should find interesting, the law of prayer. So Ernest Holmes, founder of Science of Mind, which later becomes the Center of Spiritual Living, he tells us that if God ever answered prayer, God always answers prayers. Since there is no future, no past, only the presence, and since God exists in the present within all, then God must always be answering prayers. So just because things don't happen the way we want them to, that's ego, that doesn't mean they aren't happening in the way that they need to. And we always must keep that in mind. We always must remember that. The law of correspondence. Ernest Holm also points out that the limits of our ability to demonstrate, now demonstration is an old religious science, um, centers for spiritual living term 
for the law of attraction. So when a person wants to demonstrate something, what they're saying is that I'm using the law of attraction to bring something to me, or I'm using manifestation to create something. All three of these are the same thing. But Ernest Holmes said that our ability to demonstrate depends upon our ability to provide a mental equivalent of our desires. So in other words, we can't create, attract, or demonstrate something which we personally can't envision, feel, or that we have never experienced. And what we demonstrate today, tomorrow, and the next day is never as important as the tendency in which our thoughts are ultimately taking. Thus, if everyday things are a little bit better than the day before, we are moving in the right direction. As we grow and experience, we can continue to create new and better things in our lives. How about the law of correspondence? This law states that man reproduces the divine nature on the scale of the individual. He also uses the creative power which works through his words. And this reality can't be escaped. Man only has to learn to use this power constructively, and all will be well and get better and better. So what we verbalize, what we say, it does matter. And we must always be conscious of our tongue, our thought, what we're saying, what energy we're putting out, whether it be verbally, emotionally, or even mentally. We need to become aware of this, and we need to make sure that we're putting out only those things that we want to return to us. Next up is the law of grace. And this is something we really love. Because put simply, the law of grace says we don't have to keep paying for our past mistakes. Once we realize a pattern, we are allowed to remove ourselves from that pattern and free ourselves from the karma of the pattern. So in other words, harmful and negative karma stops once we realize when and how it was created and we replace it with a different thought with a different emotion, with different words. Finally, we have the law of moderation. And in simple terms, it states that too much or too little of anything throws life out of balance. In all things that one chooses to do, they should always make sure they're doing it from the perspective and principle of moderation. So now we've talked about these laws. There's a couple of affirmations that we can say that become very useful. Now, affirmative prayer, affirmations, that's a certain way of talking to the divine. God, the higher self, the holy guardian angel, cosmic consciousness, universal consciousness. Again, there's many different words for the higher power. You pick whatever words you want, but know that that's what I'm talking about. And when we do an affirmative prayer, when we do an affirmation, we're speaking to the higher power from a certain perspective. And in doing so, that creates 
that manifest, that attracts to us. And so Dr. Paul Masters of the University of Metaphysics, one of his affirmations is, my life is God-ruled, God-directed, God-powered, and so I vibrate confidence from the very center of my being and to every area of my life. Again, my life is God-ruled, God-directed, God-powered, and so I vibrate confidence from the very center of my being and to every area of my life. And William Warch, he said, There is no personality, opinion, or condition that interferes with my choices. I am a spiritual being, living in a spiritual world, governed by spiritual laws. Again, the second affirmation is, There is no personality, opinion, or condition that interferes with my choices. I am a spiritual being, living in a spiritual world, governed by spiritual laws. As a final note, I want to state that understanding metaphysical and spiritual laws isn't about memorizing them. It's about putting them into practice in your life. So in reality, you should pick one law and work on practicing it, work on understanding it, until you fully get it. Only then should you move on to practicing and working with a different metaphysical law. And my greatest encouragement is that you start with the law of one. That very first law we talked about. The reason being is because that is the only real metaphysical law. All other metaphysical laws are based off of that law. So once you get the law of one, once you truly understand the law of one... The availability to understand all the other laws is simplified. And not only that, life begins to change in a very positive, constructive way. And so as a reminder, that law of one is simple. Okay? There's one power. That power is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present, and that includes inside of us. And because of that, we have the ability to co-create with that power the life that we desire. I want to thank you for listening to the Align with Spirit podcast today. We'll be back next week. Until then, don't forget to check out my website, mysticjohncolbertson.com, M-Y-S-T-I-C-J-O-H-N. C-U-L-B-E-R-T-S-O-N dot com. I look forward to seeing you next week. Many blessings to you, and have a great week. You've been listening to the Align with Spirit podcast, hosted by John Culbertson. The Align with Spirit podcast is supported by the contributions of generous listeners like you. For more information about John Culbertson, the host, or to help support us, please visit the website mysticjohnculbertson.com.